football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. Little roller up along first. Behind the bag. It gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight and the Mets win it. In a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. What's going on? I'm Chandler. And this is Tiger Beat Sports. Welcome to a special edition of this All Crazy Sports Newscast. Hey everybody, I'm Chandler Sports and this is the Sport Report. Uh, Chandler with Sports is how he wants to go. With is his middle name, Sports is his last name. At the Sport Report, we pride ourselves on neutral, down the middle, coverage with an analytical spin. We remove the bias so you can think about a team without any outside opinion. No crazy points for attention. No power rankings. No opinions. Just, Just sports. sports. We're going to throw out the bias and throw in some facts. We're out to change the game. So without further ado, here we go. Hit it, Blaze. This is the Sport Report. Hey everybody, I'm Channel Sports. This is the Sport Report. This week, college football, the NFL, NASCAR, soccer, and a little bit of Major League Baseball playoffs. We've got a lot to cover, so let's start with Connor Treadwell in Knoxville, Tennessee with college football. All the Flutie flush, throws it down. Caught by Boston College. I don't believe it. Caught touchdown. Caught by Westbrook for a touchdown. Incredible. College football update. College football rolls on. A battle in Knoxville. A top 10 battle at the Big House. And a few other ranked games and news and notes from the college football world. Our college football correspondent, Connor Treadwell, joins us from Knoxville, Tennessee, in what was an absolute barn burner, the game of the year. Back and forth. Tennessee thought it was over, but they were saved by a pass interference call in the fourth quarter. And CT, how was the atmosphere at Neyland in Knoxville? It was breathtaking. The atmosphere was absolutely electric. Wide receiver Jalen Hyatt went off. First player with five receiving touchdowns versus an AP top five team since Torrey Holt in the 1997 versus number three FSU. Five receiving touchdowns are the most in a game versus any Nick Saban coach team ever. First player since Devontae Smith in 2019 to have a 200 yard plus game with five receiving touchdowns. Holy smokies. Well, at the end of the day, 52-49, it's 101 points, it's the most in the rivalry, and it's the first win for Tennessee versus Alabama since 2006, and they win it on a knuckleball field goal. Man, did you get to storm the field? I did, I was actually one of the first guys in the field. It was awesome. Atta boy, atta boy, go represent the Sport Report team very well. Crazy what Josh Heupel, the Tennessee head coach, is doing. Balls are up to number three in the country, their highest ranking in a long, long time. All right, continuing on, Another top 10 battle at the Big House. Michigan, 41, Penn State, 17. And I said a few weeks ago that Michigan had yet to be tested. Well, 24-point win against the number 10 team in the country shows that they've been tested and they've proven that they are for real. Penn State has a lot of soul-searching to do, though. Don Clifford had an all right game that day, not one of his best. He was 7-19, and he threw for 120 yards and also was on, rushed on the ground for 74. Michigan's team went. Offense was electric. J.J. McCarthy was 17-24 and threw for 145 yards with one interception. The running game for Michigan was absolutely electric. Donovan Edwards and Blake Corm ran for over 150 yards and each had two touchdowns. Continuing on in the Big Ten, number 24, Illinois 26, unranked Minnesota 14. Illinois' offense showed up after the defense showed up last week against Iowa. 
and Ibrahim, the Minnesota running back, got his 14th consecutive 100-yard game. Yes, Muhammad Ibrahim was 127 yards on the ground with one touchdown. Illinois' quarterback Tommy DeVito was 25 of 32 with 252 yards to the air with one touchdown. Running back Chase Brown was 180 yards on the ground for Illinois. In the Big 12, Oklahoma State led for most of the game, but the surprising darlings of the Big 12, TCU, are now 6-0 after a come-from-behind double overtime victory. Number 13, TCU 43, number 8, Oklahoma State 40, the double overtime barn burner. Goodness gracious, this is probably one of the best weeks in college football this week. Oklahoma State's quarterback, Spencer Sanders, was 16-36 of 36 and 245 yards, tossing through the air with one touchdown and one interception. TCU's quarterback, Max Duggan, threw for 23-40 of 40 and 286 yards through the air with two touchdowns as well. Wide receiver Quentin Johnson hauled in 180 yards through the air with one touchdown. Running back Kendry Miller rushed for 104 yards on the ground along with two touchdowns. Continuing in the Pac-12, a stunner late in the game out in Utah. Number 20, Utah, 43. Number 7, USC, 42. USC led until the forty until there were 48 seconds left in the fourth quarter when Utah quarterback Cam Rising ran it in for a touchdown and then used his feet again to get a two-point conversion to win the game. USC could not get the ball down the field, and Utah rebounds after last week's loss to UCLA. They beat the other LA team by one. Utah scored on five of their last six possessions, but lost a fumble on the USC three on the one possession they didn't score in those six. Utah's quarterback Cameron Rising threw for 415 yards through the air, along with two touchdowns. Wide receiver Dalton Kincaid hauled in 16 receptions for 234 yards. The rest of the team had 15 receptions. USC's quarterback Caleb Williams threw for two, was 25 of 42 and threw for 381 yards, along with five touchdowns. USC's wide receiver Mario Williams hauled in four receptions for 145 yards to the air, along with Jordan Addison racking up seven receptions for 106 yards. Continuing with other games around the country, Arkansas 52, unranked BYU 35. Both teams were unranked, as a matter of fact. Arkansas responds after a tough loss last week. BYU's schedule might be a little bit too tough for them with their veteran defense also letting them down. In the sixth ranked battle of the week, number 22, Kentucky got their star quarterback, Will Levis, back. They end up beating Mike Leach's Mississippi State Bulldog team 27 to 17. In the ACC, number four, Clemson survived Florida State 34-28. Dabo dominates the middle eight, the final four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second half while everyone was partying on Sloan Street before Florida State decided to make an effort to try and get back into the game, but yeah, to no avail. Number 18, Syracuse 24, number 15, NC State 9. Carrier Dome could be fun up in upstate New York. Devin Leary, the NC State quarterback, is out for the year. He's got a a torn pectoral muscle. In the Pac-12, Colorado gets their first win of the season. They take down Cal at Folsom Field. The Buffs move to 1-5, thanks in part to great play from backup quarterback JT Shrout, who came in in relief of freshman quarterback Owen McCown. Montana Lamontius Craig had a great catch in the back corner of the end zone in overtime. Sideline reporter Andy Lindhall for the Colorado Football Radio Network had a great shot of Lamontius Craig putting one foot inbounds, holding onto the ball OBJ style. Well, this one with two hands, but he still caught the ball. It was a phenomenal catch to say the least. Colorado survives in overtime 20 to 13 over Cal. At the Division II level, North Dakota State had been, you know, cruising along, but South Dakota State came by and took home the border marker trophy in the Battle of North Dakota State and South Dakota State. South Dakota State 23, North Dakota State 21. In Division III football, 
Ferris State's 43-game winning streak in the regular season is now over as Grand Valley State takes them down in the Anchor Bone Classic, snapping a six-game losing streak to Ferris State. Grand Valley State 22, Ferris State 21. In Division Two and Division Three, all four of those teams are expected to make the playoffs, and they could potentially play each other again. You know, North Dakota State against South Dakota State and Grand Valley State against Ferris State later on in the season. And finally, unranked Stanford 16, unranked Notre Dame 14. Notre Dame turned the ball over on downs at the Stanford 5 and lost a fumble at the Stanford 21. And the Cardinal finally get a few things to break their way. They improved to 2-4 and four on the season, dropping Notre Dame to 3-3. Three and three. Connor, what do we got on tap for week number 8 in college football? Taking a look at week number eight, we got Ohio State versus Iowa. They're in Columbus, Ohio, along with another ranked matchup this week. Number five, Clemson having Syracuse. Orange come to them in Clemson, South Carolina at Memorial Stadium. Looking at LSU and Ole Miss going to Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge. Also looking where game day is going is Eugene, Oregon, where Oregon takes on UCLA at home, along with... Texas and Oklahoma State battling it out in Stillwater, Oklahoma. On ESPN at 7 p.m. Eastern, number 24 Mississippi State takes on number 6 Alabama. On ABC, half an hour later, number 16 Penn State welcomes in the Golden Gophers of Minnesota. And the final ranked battle of the week takes place at 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports 1, number 8 TCU against number 17 Kansas State. Should be a really amazing week in college football. Our thanks to CT from joining us from Knoxville. Go party hard, my friend. Go have some fun out there at Neyland in eastern Tennessee. It was the third Saturday in October. Goodness gracious, did it live up to its billing. Coming up next, the National Football League. It is around the NFL. Get oh, 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 God, left. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. How in the world? <laughs> oh, my goodness. This week in the NFL, the Bayou Bengals added again. Sport Report has a new name for the Washington Commanders. Bill Belichick ties an NFL record in his game against the, his former team, the Cleveland Browns. Pleased to be joined by Sport Report NFL correspondent Colby Volrath to talk about week six and I look ahead to week seven in the NFL. And we'll start with Thursday night football. Command skins 12, Bears 7. Command skins 12, Bears 7. Do you do that on purpose? Oh yes, we're calling. I'm calling them the Washington Command Skins from here Washington on. Washington Command Skins. That's it. That's Hail it. The Washington Command Skins. Yep, that's it. I have def- I have officially decided their name. Atlanta Falcons 28, San Francisco 49ers 14. And the Niners are playing their second consecutive NFC South East Coast game. I guess you could say. This time they lost. Kyle Shanahan loses against his former team, and his former team actually scores 28 points and keeps the lead. Patriots 38, Browns 15. New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick gets his 30, 324th win as an NFL head coach, coming against the team that got, gave him his first win and then fired him after a few seasons, mind you. But get this, Colby. The Browns were Belichick's first team. He got his first win, got his first win against the Patriots. Belichick gets his 324th win as a coach of the Patriots against the Browns. Jets destroying the Packers. 27-10? Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, that, that's an actual score. The Jets held the Packers in a rainy Lambo to 10 points. What is wrong with that Packers offense? For and sure. now, get this, if I'm not mistaken, the Jets are 4-2. and two. The New York Jets are above 500. Say your prayers and count your blessings, miracles are happening. We're Robert f- Sala might get canonized by the end of the season. Brees Hall has been playing out of his mind 
for the Jets. I mean, he was second most rush. He had the second most rushing yards this week, 116. An AFC South battle. The Indianapolis Colts 34, the Jacksonville Jaguars 27. Jacksonville led for most of this game. Indianapolis had a chance to win it, and they took the chance well, and they won the game. They were down 27-26 with about 2.15 to play. They go down, drive, score a touchdown, get the two-point conversion after they had a two-point conversion overturned earlier in the game on a Michael Pippen drop in the end zone. The Colts are now 3-2-1. and one. Great number, great numbers right there in order. 3-2-1, um, They tied the Texans in week one. They got shut out by the Jags in week two, and they've won three of their last four. Uh, Minnesota Vikings 24, the aforementioned Miami Dolphins 16, but yes, Minnesota's 5-1. It's one of those things where they have a two-game lead in the NFC North and the tiebreaker on Green Bay. We'll see what happens with Minnesota as they continue. Kirk Cousins is continuing to ball out. Minnesota Vikings are holding opponents to guess how many points per game? 18? 19.7. The Bayou Bengals at it again at the Superdome. Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals 30, New, England, New Orleans Saints 26. Jamar Chase. And you know if Marshawn Lattimore played, he would have been right up shadowing Jamar Chase, who ended the game with 132 yards and two touchdowns. And not to mention that Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow won their national championship at LSU in this building. And, and Joe Burrow Burrow's showed up in Jamar Chase's national championship jersey. Pittsburgh Steelers 20, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 18. It's great just to see how well coached the Steelers are. And Mike Tomlin has the respect of basically the entire NFL. Continuing, you want to talk about the Ravens. I did just skip over them on accident, but it was a great segue to get into Kenny Pickett. New York Giants 24, Baltimore Ravens 20 at the Meadowlands. Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson had a fourth quarter interception, which ended up sealing the game for the New York Giants. It was a bad snap. It went behind him. He had to recover, pull it out, roll out to his right, and he didn't see the defender that was lurking right in front of him 15 yards downfield. Uh, To the afternoon slate, Seattle Seahawks 19, Arizona Cardinals 9. Um, DeAndre Hopkins returns for the Cardinals this week, and they just traded for Robbie Anderson, and Marquise Brown might not be out for forever, and that's the only good news we have. Somebody has to credit Geno Smith and Pete Carroll again. Kansas City Chiefs at home to the Buffalo Bills in a rematch of one of the best games in recent memory last year in the AFC Divisional round. Buffalo Bills 24, Kansas City Chiefs 20. Uh, Think about this for a brief moment. We might have a new rivalry in the AFC compared to what we had with Brady and Manning and the Colts and the Patriots in the 2000s. We might have Allen and the Holmes and the Bills and the Chiefs in the 20s. The Bills, get this, do not leave the state of New York for a football game until Thanksgiving Day against the Lions in Week 12. We have one more game in the slate that you accidentally skipped over, the Panthers and the Rams. The Rams win by two touchdowns. Cooper Cup was actually active, and the Rams led, or the Panthers led 10 to seven at halftime, and then they got shut out. But, oh, what was the stat I saw on Christian McCaffrey today? I saw a stat on Christian McCaffrey today that blew my mind. Christian McCaffrey accounted for 74.5% of the team's yards from scrimmage, Panthers running back, which is the highest by a single player in a game this season. It's the second highest percentage by a player in a game over the last 20 years, and I would place money on Christian as number one as well. He had 69 yards rushing, 89 receiving. Do we really need to talk about the Cowboys losing 26 to 17 to the Eagles in Philadelphia, and the Eagles are still now 6 and 0 and still the only undefeated team in the league? Yeah, I think it's a great idea to just move on from that. Philadelphia's defense is nothing to mess around with. So the Eagles are 6 and 0, the Giants are 5 and 1, the Cowboys are 4 and 2. It is the best division in football right now. Cooper Rush has exceeded everybody's expectations and has likely earned himself a starting spot whenever he hits free agency. 
You have to wonder if Cooper Rush will be to Dak Prescott what Ty Detmer was to Brett Favre in the 90s, a backup quarterback who learns a lot and potentially may get an opportunity down the road. Now for Monday Night Football, Broncos 16, Chargers 19 in overtime. The Chargers had an injured quarterback in Dustin Hopkins, who injured his quad but still had enough leg power to kick the game-winning field goal with a few minutes remaining in overtime. Russell Wilson was hot, 10 for 10 to start the game, but then he only had 15 passing yards. The rest of the second half, actually, he had 15 passing yards in the entire second half. Russell Wilson did. The Broncos are now 2-4. and four. They take on the Jets at home this upcoming week in Week 7. Speaking of Week 7, the schedule looks like this. New Orleans Saints are at the Arizona Cardinals on Thursday night football. DeAndre Hopkins will return for the Cardinals. Browns are at the Ravens at an AFC North battle on Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. Also in the early window, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers in an NFC South divisional battle. The Atlanta Falcons take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Detroit Lions travel to Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. New York Giants are at the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are surprisingly favored in the early lines for this game. Indianapolis Colts are at the Tennessee Titans, fresh off a bye, the Titans are, in this AFC South battle. And to finish out the early window, the Green Bay Packers travel to Washington to take on the Commandskins, or the Washington Commanders. New York Jets are at the Denver Broncos in the afternoon window. Houston Texans at the Las Vegas Raiders, Seattle Seahawks, and the Los Angeles Chargers before Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Sunday Night Football will be the Steelers at the Dolphins, and Monday Night Football has the Chicago Bears traveling to the New England Patriots, where Patriots head coach Bill Belichick has a chance to get his 325th win, which would break a tie with Papa Bear George Hallis for second most all-time on the NFL head coach wins list. Cover other news and notes before we finish off with Major League Baseball and NASCAR. Joey Logano wins the race at Las Vegas. Kurt Busch has decided to not race full-time. Ty Dillon will take his spot in the 45 car. His brother Kyle, Kyle Busch, will be racing for Richard Childress Racing next season. So the Busch brothers will still be involved in NASCAR in some capacity. And Bubba Wallace will be suspended for the next race at Homestead, Miami, as he got into a fight with Christopher Bell after their wreck in Las Vegas this past weekend. In soccer, Liverpool defeats Manchester City a goal to nil. Jurgen Klopp, the Liverpool manager, gets sent off for nearly body-checking an assistant referee. Mo Salah had a goal with an assist from Alisson late in the game 15 minutes from time. Liverpool trying to climb the table after a rough start to the season. Manchester City still competing with Arsenal at the top of the Premier League table. Everybody is trying to battle it out before the domestic leagues take a back seat to the World Cup, which begins in under six weeks on November 20th. That covers the other sports of NASCAR and soccer now for Major League Base. Baseball. Derek Jeter with one of the most unbelievable plays you will ever see by a shortstop. Ortiz in the deep right field. Back is Sheffield. We'll see you later tonight. Now from Major League Baseball. The Divisional Series is officially over. All four of the Divisional Series finally have winners. And Saturday night was one of the best nights in recent playoff history. There will be a new World Series champion this year as the Philadelphia Phillies knock out the defending World Series champion Atlanta Braves and seed the stage to the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday Night Football as we covered a few minutes earlier. The other game, the second game that began, the Houston Astros and Seattle Mariners ended up going 18 innings. And the Astros break it open in the 18th with a solo home run. A few days after the first postseason game to be scoreless entering the 15th inning, this game said, hold my beer, and went 17 innings before a solo shot in the top half proved to be the difference. The Mariners' 21-year drought ended, but at the end of the day, they are going to be out of the American League playoffs. The Astros will take on the New York Yankees, who defeat the Cleveland Guardians 
in five games. The Yankees had to battle their way through a five-game series. In game three, the Guardians had 13 singles. The Yankees blew a two-run lead in the ninth inning, which is the worst lead to have in sports. It's not about who you play, it's about when you play them. The Yankees end up winning game four, and they win game five behind homers from Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge. The Yankees end up pulling it out. Yankees-Astros, oh, that's going to be a great American League series. We'll hope to have Sport Report MLB correspondent David Miller on for the Championship Series and the World Series. And finally, in the National League, the San Diego Padres make a five-run comeback in the seventh inning to knock out the 111-win Los Angeles Dodgers. Our friend of the program, Stefan Tubbs, went to Petco Park to watch the Padres knock out their bitter rivals. So the championship series will look like this. The Houston Astros and the New York Yankees will renew a bitter rivalry. The Astros got involved in a little bit of a cheating scandal and uh, did not make too many friends in New York. The Yankees are looking for their first World Series berth since 2009. And in the National League, the San Diego Padres fell to the Philadelphia Phillies 2-0 in Game 1. They will continue their series throughout the rest of this week. The two winners of these series in the National League and the American League will go on to the World Series, which will begin on Friday, October 28th. Before we let you go, we'll answer last week's trivia question. The Patriots led by 16 points at the half versus Lions in week number five. When was the last time the Patriots lost a 10-plus point lead at half at home? That would be December of 1992 versus the Miami Dolphins. This week's trivia question, the Jets became the second team in the Super Bowl era to have a winning record through six games despite being an underdog in all six games. Who is the other team to do that? The Jets also became the first team to win with only one third down conversion and fewer than 100 net passing yards. They had 99 against the Packers. Just some additional tidbits there. So let it be written, so let it be done. Thanks for tuning into the Sport Report today. We'll be back on our next episode with the latest in sports. Right now we're still working on a website, but if you want to follow us on social media, we are at SR underscore CWS on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, you name it. We're on almost every podcast platform. This podcast is copyrighted by The Sport Report for viewers to understand sports from a news reporting basis. Any other use of this podcast, Sport Report logos, or anything associated with this podcast without the express written consent of Channel of Sports is strictly prohibited.